You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, four weeks away from the NFL draft, seven days away from the start of the Masters, two days away from the Final Four, and there's still NFL news. It just keeps coming. In the last 30 days, less than 30 days, we have seen a lot of movement here. And yesterday, last night, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say sort of goodbye to Bruce Arians. He moves into the front office, and Todd Bowles is promoted from defensive coordinator to head coach. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Our poll question has to do with the Buccaneers. Seton, give us the question and the results so far from the first hour. Why did Bruce Arians step down as the head coach of the Buccaneers right now? 65% saying Tom Brady. Yeah. I understand it. Um, I'm trying to figure out what happened behind the scenes a little bit more. And did Tom sort of sour on Bruce being involved, not being involved enough? Or maybe there's nothing to it. Maybe Bruce Arians decided that now was the time. I don't know why now would be the time. Hopefully it's not health reasons, but it feels like Tom probably, in my mind, my opinion, Tom said to ownership, I'll come back if, and left it at that. And then gave out what he wanted, his requirements, if he was going to come back. But if you're Bruce Arians, one more Super Bowl secures a Hall of Fame career, right? Probably so. You hold on for another 12 months, that's it. That's all you got to do. Tom Brady's coming back at least one more year. I'm all in. Because Bruce was all in on Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert. Why wouldn't you be all in on Tom Brady coming back? Yes, Seton. So is, is Bruce Arians not already a Hall of Famer? I don't know, but I don't know if it matters to him. He's got, he doesn't have a head coaching resume. I mean, not, a, not an extended one. He does have the Super Bowl. A great offensive mind. Worked with some of the great quarterbacks in recent NFL history. He was coach of the year twice. But I would think his resume is... Well, I'll leave it up to the voters. You know, maybe you'll get into the Buccaneers ring of honor, but I don't, I do, I don't think it's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, Paulie. He has two rings as an assistant coach. You don't get yeah. much credit for that, but he does. Yeah. Well, nobody brings up Belichick's ring that he got with the Giants as their defensive coordinator. I Do you think Belichick keeps that with the rest of his Super Bowl rings? And it's probably in a junk drawer. You know, It's like, Tom, where are your rings? Oh, they're around here somewhere. <laughs> you, know, you go into, there's a scissors, a stapler, there's a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, that one, uh, I think we beat. Uh, Carolina, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I remember going to Joe Carter's house in Kansas City. Joe Carter hit the home run off Mitch Williams as Toronto beat the Phillies in the World Series. So it was a walk-off World Series home run. And I was going to do a story, go interview Joe Carter. So I go to his house and I said, so where's the ball? I'm thinking it's going to be on a mantle. It's going to be behind some glass case. There's going to be security lights on it. It'd be like the Louvre. And he goes, uh, it's in the, in the drawer. It, we were in the kitchen. So it was right off the stove. And I said, yeah, right. He goes, no, it's, it's right there. I go over there, open up the drawer. There's the damn baseball. And I said, wait. I said, Joe, what are you doing? He goes, I gave it to my wife. So she keeps it in the kitchen. She had it, she had it in the kitchen drawer. 
nobody's looking in there. Like, where is that baseball? It can't be in a kitchen drawer. There with the silverware. Yeah, Paul. Do you think a guy like Michael Phelps, who has so many awards, obviously the gold medals, does he have some big shrine to himself in an office or some type of room in his house? Or is that like so pretentious it's hard to, to do? Because I could see Michael Phelps taking, getting one of those safes and hiding it somewhere when he's probably got 20 gold medals plus. Yeah, I or, would. I can't imagine Michael Phelps being that shrine to myself room guy. But, but do you do it for the other people who want to see it? Because Michael Phelps doesn't need to be reminded that he's Michael Phelps. But if people come over, the first thing they're going to say is, where are your gold medals? And I would, I would think that you would want to have them at least on display or be able to display them so people could enjoy it. Yeah, Paul. Remember Barry Switzer, the Cowboys and Oklahoma coach? Very successful. I got to go to a, a shindig years ago at his house, and he had one of those shrine offices and it was clearly for other people to enjoy. Yeah. Like he had rings and footballs and awards and all this stuff. It was like a shrine to Barry Switzer. And everyone was, all these like people were like walking around going, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. And it, it was probably second nature to him, but he had one of those. Yeah, I don't know if, if you'd do it. Um, like if I had enough sports Emmys, then I would do it. But we have a couple of them, but they're all over the man cave here. I don't know what Bob Costas. Bob probably had to build a, a wing to his home for because he has like 28 of those sports Emmys. But I think he's got them displayed. Yeah, Seaton. I would probably display all 28 of those. Yeah. Got to admit. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. If you remember the Bill Belichick, he had the boat named Eight Rings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and two of those are with the Giants. Oh. So maybe he does. Maybe he's pretty cool with those. Well, if you're counting rings... He's got how many and Tom's got how many? So does anybody have more rings than Bill Belichick in history? Not if you include him being an assistant coach, I don't believe. By the way, this uh, program brought to you by Peacock. Peacock original drama Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Stream every episode, including the season finale. Now go to PeacockTV.com. Sign up now. There's our hook, Todd. Reach out to Will Smith. Perfect. Hey, we want to promote Bel Air. Oh, so he just happens to have a new show coming out and all this happens? <laughs> You're right. Funny timing. Yeah. As the kids say, I heard it slaps. <sighs> what? That's an actual phrase. It's an appropriate use. They just say that all the time. Oh, man, that slaps. <laughs> I know, but, say it all but the let the kids say it, not you. Or it sounds kind of corny and like uh, old manish coming from there. This slaps. <laughs> That show slaps. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, not really no, no. I did no. just write a, I have a sports editor tease for at some point, if you want it later. <laughs> Segwaying to nothing at yes, all. Yes, yes, Paul. Uh, yeah, segue into you. Slaps uh, is a slang verb to be excellent or amazing. This song slaps, so Fritzy did use it in proper context. I know, but it shouldn't be a grown man who's doing it. Like, I think it's cool just now saying that. That documentary slaps. No, no. It's just, it's not good. Check it out. That Tony Hawk thing slaps. When, you know, when it would be off the chain and off the chibble and all that stuff. Yeah, Marv. That Will Smith slaps. He does. <laughs> Maybe I, mean, I use it in the wrong context, but I, I was right. I mean, you can sort of say it, but no, even then it no. doesn't sound good coming from you. DP, I'm almost 38. <laughs> yeah. I want no part of yeah. that young stuff. Yeah, you can't do that. I told my godson, oh, don't walk in the room. I'm not decent. 
And my wife was like, how old are you? <laughs> Avert your eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle dpshow. Charles Barkley set to join us uh, coming up in about 10 minutes. Yes, he... You know, the other day you were talking about words that really bother you, like on the internet or something like Everything is hilarious. Yes. You're saying? Yes. You know what really drives me nuts? All of a sudden, everyone is gobsmacked. I am gobsmacked. That like, it's the, uh. Everybody says that on social media, and I really don't know why, but oh. why is it? And people aren't just surprised anymore. I'm gobsmacked. Hmm. Oh, is that what gobsmack means? I thought that was a band. So yes. Godsmack. Yeah. Oh. Not gob. Oh, smack. God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, gobsmack. Yes, Paul. Gobsmack is to be utterly astonished, astounded, and surprised or shocked by someone. Whenever I see these websites and they'll have a headline, it'll be somebody says it's a, it's a hilarious take. on It's always hilarious. It's not funny, clever, unique, different. It's hilarious. Oh, I'm going to click. I, now I don't click on it. If they say it's hilarious, I don't click on it. Because I know it's not going to be hilarious. By the way, Chris Rock was in Boston last night. So this is his first concert tour. This was scheduled stop. But he gets on stage, and he has a good opening line. He says, how was your weekend? Okay, funny line. But then he says, look, I got a whole bit that I worked out. I've been writing this, and, you know, I want to deliver this. Okay. I got to hear you talk about Will Smith. I don't want to hear, hey, I got, have you ever noticed? And then you're like, okay. Like, I'm sure it's funny. It's Chris Rock. I'm paying whatever I'm paying, $400 to go see you. You got to give me some Will Smith a little bit. He said he was processing it. Okay. I mean, that sounds like something that Jada Pinkett would say. She's processing it. Not Chris Rock. Yeah, Paul. There was a writer there for Vanity Fair, and he wrote uh, all about the concert. And he said that he touched on it briefly once and then one other time real briefly later in the show, but otherwise it was a straight comedy show that was written months in advance. No, I got to have him say something about but it. But he can't, he can't give it all up to uh, a, a small crowd in Boston. And that for, as a businessman, you got to wait. I would hold that until my special on Netflix. And you got to give me something. Come on. We always talk about comedians, that they're timely. You know, they're, they're the ones that give you honest opinions here. You can't go, you know, I'm going to wait until I got my special here. Yes. Yeah, but Chris Rock is sitting on a lottery ticket right now. The Will Smith lottery ticket? Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. You would save that, keep it in your back pocket, sell it for $25 million and Well, no, he's already going to get a Netflix special. He's already got that. When, when do you tell the joke? He may be able to renegotiate the next four jokes <laughs> yeah. at this juncture. Yeah. I like how P. Diddy is, you know, trying to be Henry Kissinger here. He's like, no, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're going to work it out. And then Chris is like, nah, I've heard from How'd that from work you. out last time with P. Diddy? Yeah. He got it. But he said, you know, I, didn't, I haven't heard from him. Uh, open to a conversation. Just you cannot do it on red table talks with Jada. And, uh, you know, mom and then daughter. And I've watched it before. I watched it when uh, Olivia Jade was on. Do you remember the uh, the girl from... Uh, uh, the college admissions? Yeah, college admissions. 
<laughs> oh, the girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, is her Harry Hamlin? Is that her dad's? Is that uh, the dad? No, from uh, from Full House. Aunt Becky. Oh, Aunt Becky. Yeah, right? I can't keep track of them. Yeah, uh, but I watched Olivia Jade. They browbeat her into, you know, how dare you take a scholarship and, wow. <laughs> you know, you were never a rower. And uh, but yeah, I watched Olivia Jade on there. That's the only time. But if 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 Chris Rock cannot go on there, you can't. We're taking to that table. <laughs> There's only one place we could solve this: the red table. Yeah. Putin, Zelensky, where, red table. Where are we going? <laughs> to the red table with Jada Pinkett. <laughs> yes, Mark. So, <laughs> um, I was going to say it's like the new Oprah. You know, when something you know real dramatic happens. Mm. Next mm. up on Red Table Talks, yeah, Will Smith, Kevin Hart. Uh, or, oh, excuse me, Chris Rock, other comedians. Could you imagine? <laughs> Kevin Hart's going to be there too. The uh, oh yeah, is it Kevin Hart with? Uh, Chris, wait, who's going on tour? Kevin Hart's going on tour with Chris Rock. Chris Rock, okay. Oh, okay, so Chris Rock has a new tour starting in this have Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny timing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how people still trying to disprove that he got smacked. This is a Pruder tape. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, back and to the left, back and to the left. All I know is when I watch it again... <laughs> I just want to. I, I watch Will Smith when the joke is delivered. And then you quickly realize, oh, I'm not supposed to be laughing at this. I'm going to defend my wife's honor here. And then goes up there and smacks him. And uh, is it Napita Luongo? She's the actress right behind him. And, she, you know, she's like going, like, this is a tennis match. I'm going back and forth. Like, what is going on here? Keep my wife's name out of you. And I'm going, damn. <laughs> and then Chris like, what? Keep my wife's name out of you. Okay, hey, I will. All right. Hey. Yeah, and the Academy spokespeople yesterday, they were being critiqued. They said um, people were critiquing them. How do you let Will Smith attack a presenter and not kick him out? They said they asked him to leave and he refused at one juncture. I would love the video of that. Someone walk up to Will Smith and his super duper agent and publicist saying, we're going to ask you to leave 18 minutes before you're up for the best actor. Yeah, I know. How much would that have been more or less awkward if he was not present for it? And, you know, like Wanda Sykes had to accept on his behalf. Oh, Wanda Sykes not having any Will Smith. But imagine she gets she the mic. not happy. She gets handed the mic, or Amy Schumer gets handed the mic, and Will Smith is not here to accept the award at this juncture. No. Oh, God, I don't know. You know, it's Hollywood. I... And, and how do you say it to Will, hey, we're going to ask you to leave. As you're walking by, hey, we're going to ask you to leave. And then that's it. Because what's Will going to say? No, I'm not. I, I'm going to stay here. I got an award here to go get. Yeah, Paul. Sir, on the back of your ticket, it clearly says you cannot attack presenters or hosts of the awards. Well, you're going to have to define attack. Does smacking somebody mean attacking somebody? It says it right here in the fine print there. Uh, Charles Barkley, I'm sure, will have an opinion on this. <laughs> Whether I ask him or not, Charles, I'm sure, will have an opinion on this. Uh, more phone calls coming up. And uh, we'll check in at Augusta with the Tiger Woods update. It still looks like we're seven days out, and it's full speed ahead for Tiger playing in the Masters. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show.
M Drive. M Drive start. You start your day. Says it right there. M Drive. Start your day. Daily dose of protein nutrition helps me stay on top of my game. Packed with seven clinically tested ingredients, six premium proteins. It boosts energy, strength, reduces stress. You keep up with your busy day no matter what your age is. You can find it at mdrivedan.com. Get it delivered right to your door. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. Time to focus on your health, and you can keep up with your busy days. We had gift bags at the Super Bowl, and we handed out these gift bags to all the guests who came in. And uh, in the gift bag, we had M-Drive. And Mark Sanchez tried it and uh, was on the show recently and talked about how great M-Drive is. M-Drive start, energy, strength, drive. You need to get more done, and you can do that every day. Right to your door, free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. Start your day. It's your new New Year's resolution. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Some strange NBA stats from last night. By the way, do you know who leads the NBA in both points and assists? Points. That's the tricky part of this. Not average. Points. Trey Young leads in both points and assists. And, of course, the only player to ever lead the league in points and assists was Nate Archibald back in 1972-73. Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, Turner Sports Inside the NBA and NCAA Analyst. I'm thinking maybe you hosting the Oscars next year. We don't have any problems with anybody coming on stage. What do you think, Chuck? That would be a lot of pressure, brother, to handle that situation. That would be a lot of pressure. Listen, uh, I love Chris Rock. I love Will Smith. Will was 100% wrong. Let's just leave it right there. I don't want to pile on, but I love Chris Rock. I love Will Smith, but Will Smith was 100% wrong. That's it. Uh, but you've had moments where somebody says something to you when you played. Yeah, and I was wrong. When I, I think I've been arrested four or five times for punching people, and I was wrong. It's all right to admit you're wrong, Dan. I was wrong. I I think, I think I've been arrested four or five times. I can't remember off the top of my head. And I was wrong when I did it. It was an overreaction. Part of our job is to get heckled and people say stupid stuff to you. But at the time, I was 25, 26, and I was an idiot for overreacting. Unless somebody physically come at you, you grow up. I'm almost 60 years old now. And stuff you do when you 25, 26, when somebody heckle you, you can't do it. That goes with the job. Yeah, I know it's tough because I've been courtside and I hear some of the things that are said and I don't know how you you just turn the other cheek. Yeah, listen, unless they get personal, you just turn the other cheek. I mean, you got to. Yeah. I mean, fans, listen, most of the fans are great. I've said this to you before. 90% of fans are great. 10% of them are just jackasses who are jealous and, and just mad at you because you're successful. But you got to turn the other cheek. 
Who would have thought that we're seven days out from the start of the Masters and there's a chance that Tiger Woods is going to be playing? Man, when I started following that, <laughs> I'm not a nitwit. I wasn't following the plan and everything. When I started hearing their stuff, <laughs> uh, it was exciting. Um, I don't know if he can win, but it'd be fun to see him there. I mean, I think just making the cut, I mean, if he win it, it'd be like the greatest sports story ever. I mean, it'd be crazy considering where he was. But if he just makes the cut, it'll be an incredible story. I think even if he tees it up, Charles, even if he plays one round. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to come back and play at some point. But I'm saying if he was able to make the cut, it'd be a really cool story. How many times you played Augusta? I have never played Augusta. I've had – actually, you know, it's so funny. I I was invited to play – one time when I was playing, but I couldn't make it work because one of my, my friends was a puss. So one of my friends' name is Neil Hartman, and he was getting married Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And I had a friend. I was going to rent a private jet. We were going to fly to Augusta and play, and he was too much of a coward. He's one of my best friends. He was too much of a coward. I said, dude, we're going to be back like three, four hours in advance. And we didn't get to play. And then I actually got an opportunity to play next Monday. But this, the regular season ends on a Monday. I talked to Ernie about it. Ernie told me to do it. I said, too much. So the season <laughs> ends next Sunday. I was invited to play the following Monday, but the play-in game starts on Tuesday. And I was like, yo, man, I get off at 2 in the morning. I'd have to leave at 6, tee it up, drive two hours, and then get back and do a game the next day. And I said, I'm just going to wait until I – because I want to enjoy the experience. So, yeah, I I was supposed to play next Monday, but I just can't make it work. It's Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, inside the NBA analyst. Do you have an MVP vote? I do not. Do you want one? And I don't care. But let me tell you something. This is going to be, you know, I had Embiid for 90% of the season. I think the Joker has probably taken the lead. I would love to see more love, more love for Devin Booker. But, man, it's going to be really tight. Like I can say the first five months of the season that Embiid had it, and he's kind of slowed down. Joker has been consistent, but like I say, I would love to see Devin Booker get some more love in the situation. Is James Harden hurting Joel Embiid's MVP chances? You know, I wasn't a big fan of the trade when it happened. Um, I think it's either going to go down to one of the, I mean, the Sixers got a two-year window to win it this year and next year, and that's it. Uh, it's going to be really tight in the Eastern Conference because, man, I actually watched Boston play uh, Miami last night. Uh, it, I don't even think either one of those teams is going to win the East. I still think it's Miami. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I think it's Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is still going to win the East. Hey, listen, if somebody voted for Giannis Antetokounmpo, I would have no problem with MVP either. But I do think it's Joel and Joker and, and Devin Booker should get some love. But if, if Giannis wanted, I would have no problem with that. But I think they're the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was Embiid's to lose. But, you know, I watch Giannis and he's competing against himself. 
what he does, like we're kind of measuring him against himself. And I think we're ta- we take him for granted. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we take him for granted. I mean, they were struggling early with, because of all the injuries, and they're probably going to – and uh, I think they're probably going to finish with the best record in the East. And if he – like I say, Joel was playing at a hell of a level before the James Harden trade. And you, you consider he they had – they were in the top three or four without Ben Simmons. But listen, he has faded uh, a little bit. Uh, but like I say, uh, Joker has been there, and he's keep playing. He's playing at the same level. But like I say, Devin Booker gets no love, and, and he yeah. he deserves some love. This is gonna be, in my opinion, probably the closest vote since I got robbed by Magic Johnson in 1986-87. I'm still bitter, Dan. Did you think you got robbed? A hundred percent, I got robbed because if you go back, it was uh, uh, it was the closest vote ever. And what bothered me about it was I got all the first place votes and I didn't get any second and third place votes, which was impossible. Like, wow. if I don't get, if I get all the first place votes, the worst I'm going to get is second and third. So if you go back and look at the voting, I got all the first place votes and then I didn't get any second and third place vote. And I was really pissed about that. Okay, did you get – was it more of a robbery that you didn't win or that Shaq lost to Steve Nash? Well, it, see, Shaq, Shaq is 100% wrong in his argument. It never – and see, this is like – it's like when these guys on television today who have no talent, they, they, they put up – they argue about the Michael Jordan-LeBron uh, thing. And it's like, wait a minute, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm a Michael guy, and I love LeBron. LeBron's amazing. But these guys on television who have no talent argue about stuff that's like, so it's a lose-win proposition. So I, I Shaq, it, it's always went to the guy who had the best record in the NBA. It never went to the best player. Michael Jordan was probably the best player in the NBA for three years before he won MVP because his team wasn't winning. But this argument, Shaq, the the Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA those years. Was Shaq a better player than Steve Nash? Yes, yes, yes. But my Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA. And if you go back and look in the last 30 years, Magic wasn't better than Bird. Whoever had the best record won MVP. Uh, uh, same thing with Kobe. Kobe probably should have won a couple more MVPs because he was better, but his team was mediocre. So this fake argument they have every year, who should get MVP? Joel, Joker, Devin Booker, and Giannis. It's got to be one of those four guys. If you vote for somebody else, you're just trying to pray, be contrary. Who does Joker remind you of? Wow, that's a great question, Dan. I, you know, I don't know because I don't know if we've ever had a center who can shoot threes. He's probably the best passing center ever. Um, if he reminded me of somebody, he's not as big as him, but probably Sabonis. Okay. Sabonis in his heyday was a great three-point shooter. He was probably the best passing big man at the time. Uh, Joker, man, to shoot threes, his ability to pass the ball. I don't know if we've ever had a guy like him. And the thing that the beauty of his game is, you know, we get so enamored with guys who are athletic, Dan, who they, they're very athletic, but they can't play dead. I mean, you look at the NBA now, we got a lot of guys who can run and jump, but they can't play dead. 
But to be able to play as great as he is and not really athletic, it's, it's a testament to how great he really is. Well, I see it. It's like when I first saw Luca when he was playing in Europe, and he's playing against grown men, but it looked like he was just getting by them. He was just getting his shot off. But he was, and I thought, mm-hmm. God, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll get away with that in the NBA. I don't know if yeah. – and, and but he does. He just gets by you. He just gets his shot off. But he's doing it against the best players in the world. Well, he does that. But, you know, Kawhi Leonard plays like that too. I mean, he plays – they just play at their own pace. Joker plays at his own pace. You can never speed him up. They play – they get where they want to go, and they make the play. Uh, that's a great example. Luca. Luca's amazing, but he plays at his own pace. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's the most athletic guy in the world. Neither does Kawhi, who's a great player, also. But Joker's the same way. I think all three of those guys are great, but they always play at their own pace. You never see them doing stuff like Kawhi. Kawhi made a dunk in the in the playoffs last year. Everybody went crazy because it was the first time we saw him like really go crazy and dunk on the whole team. But other than that, he plays at a steady pace. How tough is it dealing with Kenny Smith on the set with North Carolina doing well in the, the tournament? It's unbearable. It's unbearable. He's he's just a pain in the ass. That's the only way I can explain it. And the thing that's funny, he is worse, way worse off camera than he is on camera. <laughs> like the other day, the other day he put his little coffee cup up and put his feet up on the desk. And says, oh, this is a cakewalk. Uh, I'm a, I, I just need a cigarette right now. Wow. I mean, he. But he listen, and I don't mind it. Hey, when Auburn made it to the Final Four, I was going crazy because I mean we had never been to the Final Four, and uh, it was it was one of the greatest things of my life seeing Auburn in the Final Four. It was cool. But but Kenny is making people Duke fans there. That's that's hard to do. No, you either a Carolina fan or you're a Duke fan. Like one of our bosses, uh, Sean, he's the biggest Duke fan in the world. Uh, the big boss at CBS, Sean he's, McManus. He's a, Yes, yeah, Sean McManus, but he like he walks around and he comes in every day and talks about I really need us to get to the Final Four. He's and listen, that's the one thing I say, Dan. I've been to the Olympics twice. It's the greatest thing I've ever experienced. But there's nothing like March Madness. It's the coolest event other than Olympics I've ever been part of. And also, Saturday at the Final Four is one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I mean, when you got 20,000 fans of each school, when that Saturday afternoon start, there's nothing like Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Man, it's, it's so cool. Did Duke or North Carolina recruit you? No, I wasn't, I wasn't a, na- a nationwide recruit. Uh, I was small. Remember, because I grew from 5'10 to 6'5 in one year. So I kind of came on the radar late. And I, I got recruited by I didn't I didn't even get recruited by big SEC schools like Kentucky and and Georgia. I mean it was pretty much Alabama, Auburn, and UAB. And I made the best decision ever to go to Auburn. It's great to talk to you. Hope uh, hope you're doing well. You look good. Thank you, brother. Uh, things are going great. Uh, one more weekend and get a, get like five days off before the NBA playoffs start, and then it's vacation. Uh, hey, so next year, remember the Super Bowl in uh, in Arizona next year? Yeah. I told you, are you going to do the show from my, the, the Barclay Compound? Well, can we're trying to figure out how we can do it. You're not going to be there the whole time there during Super Bowl week. 
Like you'll be I, working. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I only want you there one day, brother. Oh, don't, don't no. Be... Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, damn. Paulie, I thought you said we were doing the whole week. Six the... or seven days at the Chuck Mansion. Wait. No, no, no. Nope, 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 nope. One day, one day at the Barclay. Com- it's a, first of all, it's not a mansion, it's a compound. No, I got, it's called, I no, no, it's called the Barclay Center. Yeah, the Barclay Center. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but you get one day there, Dan. You're not going to oh, do all the hell. No. Oh. All right. Let me think. Let me think about doing. I I appreciate the offer, but I thought, God, we got a week that we can spend at Charles' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Nobody uh, can spend a week at my house. You can you can spend a day at the Barclay house. A day. All right. Well, how many square feet do we have here? I think it's twenty. 20,000, something like that. <laughs> when you don't know how many square feet you have, you got too many. Well, you know, and first of all, <laughs> let's get one thing straight. Yeah. You're not coming into the main house. You can either use my drive. I got a putting green and driving range, and I got a tennis court in my backyard. Okay. You're going to do the show. You're going to do the show probably from the tennis court. And you, when you have to go pee, you're going to go to the guest house. I'm not letting you in the big house. Well, what's in the big house that you're worried about? Uh, money. Oh, stop. Jewelry. There's no trophies like, in there. Oh, there's a couple of trophies in there. That's an MVP. <laughs> they, 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 you know what? The only trophy I got. <laughs> okay. The only trophy I got. Well, I got two gold medals in there. And I got my MVP. Those are the only three medals I never, that I, I've ever kept in my life. Yeah, but I can go to Michael Phelps' house and see all the gold medals I want. I don't care about yours. But he, listen, let me tell you something. I love Pepsi, but he don't have no MVP trophy. <laughs> let me tell you something. If you melt, if you melt all his, all his gold, if you melt all his gold medals, they won't be able to make one MVP trophy. Don't wow. forget that. Wow, wow. Well, I can always go to Jordan's house and see. You know, he's got a few MVPs. Yeah, he got a few MVPs. Now, does he? You know what? Does he keep his stuff out? Does he have a display case? I don't know the answer to that question because I haven't been to the new house in, in Jupiter. Okay. Uh, but just for the record, I don't keep my stuff just sitting out. You have to come into a, a special room. I don't listen. I'll stay in the guest house. Okay. That's can, only when you got to go to the bathroom. You're can, not staying at, you're not staying anywhere. Oh, we're not even staying on, on the property. No, no, no are no, you no. kidding me? Wait, you can come to the house and do the show and I told you, if you got to go to the bathroom, you're going in the guest house. You're not coming in the big house. How about a guided tour? Can we do that? With no cameras? Yeah. Okay, yes, you can do that. Damn. I, we went from a whole week there to now we have a morning, and then we don't even get to stay there. Hey, I tell you what I'll do, Dan, since I got love for you and your guys. I'll let you do two days. Oh, God. You know, get a hold of the big unit, Randy Johnson. He'll let us stay there the whole week. Hey, let me tell you something. That's, I'm pretty damn sure you're not going to the big unit's house. He don't allow, he don't allow anybody around him. <laughs> he doesn't like anybody. He's, he doesn't like it. No, hey, you know what? It's so funny. I've had people ask me about Randy Johnson for like years. I said, and Randy's always been great with me personally. <laughs> And I did like, yo, man, he wasn't very friendly. I said, yeah, you probably shouldn't walk up to the big unit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chuck. Have fun this weekend.
All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Be safe. That's Charles Barkley. We'll take a break. Phone calls coming up after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. check, check, check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. Jumpstart your morning with M-Drive Start. The convenient protein powder for driven guys gives you the energy and nutrition Keep up with your busy day. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get mdrive. Uh, we stumbled upon a segment that we did years ago. We were in New York, and it was uh, sports-related soup names. And I guess we had a soup debate the night before when we went to dinner. It was French onion and what was the other one, Paulie? Chili? Uh, chili, and I was in a quandary which one I should have. Yeah. It spilled into the air uh, on the air the next day. Okay. And then Todd, of course, went to town with the super-related sports. I was so team. excited. Like, wait a second. I think we have something here. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We tried. <laughs> no, you did try. I failed. Yvonne Lentil. Lentil. Soup. Yeah. Purnell Split P. Whitaker <laughs> and Norm Chowder, former yeah. USC coach. 20,000 square feet for Barclays House. I don't know if I've been in a bigger house. Well, I haven't been in his house, so I've been in a... Big house. I'm trying to think. 20,000 square feet. That's big. Yes, it is. Yes, Paul. I've been in the house of two different NASCAR drivers. I'm not going to give the names, but they were they were a bit bigger than that. And the property was bigger. Like the one had a go-kart track that you would find at like a high-end go-kart park. Hmm. So Tony Stewart's house. It wasn't Stewart's. <laughs> I, I, I oh. could say, I think I could say it. It's Kevin Harvick. Okay. He has a go-kart track like you would if you gave a bunch of 12-year-olds $5 million, that's what they would do. And God bless them, it was awesome. It also depends on where you live and what you could get for that kind of money. You know, that, that also plays into it. But Dale Jr. has a western town. On the property. I know. I know. Because why not? Yeah. I guess if you can. It's like you guys want to come over for some beers? Yeah, you know it'd be awesome. <laughs> How about we have a saloon? Let's build a saloon with like with the doors, the swinging doors and everything. Yeah, why not? Uh, if I said you could have tickets to the Final Four or the Masters, and you don't know about Tiger. Oh. By the way, we'll check in uh, with Randall Chambly of the Golf Channel coming up next hour about Tiger. Um, I've been to both. A few times. Now, if, if I'm going all four days of the Masters. Or every game of the Final Four. Yeah. You know, the Saturday is awesome. Monday is not always as awesome. Saturday is a great day at the Final Four. You can't have a bad day at the Masters, though. Just walking around. 
And even if Tiger doesn't show up, it's still a pretty magical place. Yes, Tom. And I don't. Ha- let's say I had a rooting interest. Let's say my. Let's say Dayton was there. I'd want to be there for the Final Four. Well, hopefully they get to the national title game. But man, the Masters, it's. And and if you can get a ticket, once you get in, it doesn't cost a lot. It's just getting in that costs a lot. Yes. Yeah, so if you keep it to this Final Four, yeah. or this Masters, yeah. So I I might miss Tiger, but then I'm going to miss Coach Coach K and uh, Duke. I love Duke. Stop that! Stop that! That was unacceptable this afternoon. <laughs> this is not part of the, the showcase or the whole thing here. The ceremony. Stop! Stop! I, I don't like that. It's bad behavior. <laughs> Listen for a minute. Everybody, quiet down for a second. We shouldn't have lost to Carolina, but there's still some season left. Thankfully, I'm just proud of these guys. Now you cut that out. I don't care how many weeks you were sleeping in a tent outside in the street for this game. It doesn't give you the right. Uh, a, uh, a radio executive that I have great respect for said that Todd's sports center teases are genius. And I said that to Todd, and Todd, of course, came up with a sports center tease. Went right to my head, and I got a little yes, excited. Okay, so go ahead. I know, so go ahead if you want to give the sports center tease. Coming up on SportsCenter, Bruce Alrighty, why Arians felt his time was up to step down. <laughs> Running out of showtime, a crypto post from LeBron about the Lakers' playoff hopes. The men's national team gets shut out, but it's a good thing? Seton Holloway, Shaheen gets to live out a dream. Major League Baseball does the hokey pokey with a dubious derby. Grinering our gears. Isn't it time for Britney to be freed? Tiger might just crash the Masters party, we'll explain. <laughs> that's a little, yeah, it's okay. too, that's, that's too soon forever. Too soon. too soon. That's not funny. He almost lost his leg. Brittany Griner's I, touchy. Not, I know, you're right. We made to stop this. It's politically incorrect. It's questionable. Are you done? Tiny hands, big dreams, where Kenny Pickett expects to go in exactly four weeks. Paging Beckers, why Gino needs her jumpers more than ever. They may be down to the final four, but there's an infinite amount of sports center right about now. Okay. All right. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> I think we got to get the music and everything. Yeah, we could. I wonder if they'd let us have the uh, music there in the sports center. So you can't touch Brittany Griner and Tiger Woods these days. Is that what we're saying? Jumpstart your morning with M Drive. <laughs> you can find M Drive at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M Drive. <laughs> I got to get to these phone calls, but uh, I'm up against the commercial break, Todd. You are. You got about 30 seconds. No, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I could have if I didn't, you know, have the sports. Do I deserve team. to be slapped for either one of those no, questionable ones? No. Thank you. Thank you. I don't no. want to get slapped. No, I'd never slap you. That was questionable, though. Yes, it was. There were two of them. Could be some hurt feelings involved. Yeah, I would flag two of those. Final hour. We'll dive into the Tiger Woods at Augusta situation. We're a week away from the opening round. And we'll get to your phone calls as well. Back after this. One more item as we close down hour two. Simply safe home security. Best home security system of 2021. According to U.S. News, PCE Magazine, Popular Science. In fact, guess who just named them best home security system of 2022? U.S. News did. And here we are at the end of March. That's how good Simply Safe is. Protecting your whole home around the clock. And that's every door. That's every window. That's every room. And it's backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to send the police, firefighters, EMTs to your home. Comprehensive set of sensors and cameras. The all-new wireless outdoor security camera. That's a game changer. 
You're going to know what's going on inside and outside your home, and it's probably going to average less than a dollar a day to set it up. About 30 minutes, and it's simple to use. That's why it's simply safe. And if you don't like it, set it back free of charge, 60 day risk free. SimplySafeDan.com. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring. SimplySafeDan.com.